0: i hear me. Oh man! All right. Um, thanks, Dave. Good morning, good morning, church family. Woo! Clap it up for testimony Sunday. I hope you all get to know me as more than just the girl that comes up for testimony Sunday. I promise you, I'm multifaceted. <laughs> um good morning good morning it's so good to be with all of you my name is Jessica for those of you that don't know me um I have a question to ask you and this is partly embarrassing I'm going to be vulnerable with all of you because we're real right we're family (laughs) so you know when you text something to someone to seem nice or kind or helpful something like um hey, do you want me to do this, like an offering, right, like to help someone out? But deep down, you're like, man, I hope they say no, because I really don't want to. Thank you, G. Okay, I'm not the only sinner in the room. Amen to that. Well, if you're like, no, man, that's messed up. I need to be your friend. (laughs) So I did this this last Thursday with my dad, who... Y'all, good thing you don't know that man. He is a difficult man, but I am learning to love him despite his difficulties. (laughs) I texted him something like, hey, I made this for dinner. Would you like for me to drop it off? I usually text him that, and he usually says, no worries, I'll I'll pick it up. He gets out at 9.30 at night, um, works at Walmart. And so I was like, he's going to say no. He'll pick it up. I'll leave it outside because your girl is out by 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) yes okay so what does the man text back i have to look at my notes cuz this is exactly what he texted please would you do that for me dang <laughs> dang <laughs> like man okay and so of course in my sinfulness i was like really really don't you know how tired i am like i had been spit up on thrown up on the night before like five times of one of my sick babies Like, dude, don't you know how expensive gas is? Number two. Um, And so I went, right? Insert big eye rolls. But I went because Lord knows I'm trying to just redeem that relationship through food. That's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, And so it takes about 10 minutes to get there. And I could already, like, on the 10-minute drive over, I'm already feeling God, like, softening my heart. I made sure to throw on that worship music, right? Like, I just wanted to get out of that negative mindset. Um, And I was reminded, you know, why I do this to myself? Why do I put myself in these situations? It's not to seem nice or kind. It's because it's in the sacrifice. It's in that, you know, momentary discomfort. Um, It's in the acts of selfless love that we become more like Jesus, and become springs of refreshing water to other people. And so that's what we're going to look at today in scripture. But um, yeah, as I, as I was even driving back home that night, I, I started to just well up with tears. Because I pictured my dad not as this like bother. But I pictured him sitting in the, the staff lounge like eating a warm home cooked meal. And thinking like. Jessica, you, you know, you were a part in that. Um, And so that was so redeeming to even see that image. Um, And this reminded me of, yeah, how beautiful it is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Thanks, brother. And so um, that's where we're going to spend a little bit of time together today in God's word. Our passage from today comes from John chapter 4, so if you would join me in standing, if you're able, to honor the reading of God's word. This comes from a very well-known passage, and so, um, yeah, just before we even read, I just want us to pray for a moment, God, I thank you that you... um, that our sinfulness does not thwart your plans, God, that you are so much bigger than our small, small offerings. God, I'm so grateful that you choose to partner with us. God, I'm grateful for this word that we're going to spend time in today. God, even though we may know it well, I pray that it would just be um, just a fresh, wind that we catch from you this morning um, through this word and through the testimonies. Lord God, I pray that you would be stirring up stories, stirring up courage in the people in this room this morning so that we can be encouraged by what you're doing in our lives and in the midst, in in our church family, God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. John 4, if you could remain standing. I'm sorry, that was... confusing. Thank you. I see you. I see the good listeners in the room. All right. No shame. No shame in your game. All right. John chapter 4. Then, leaving her water jar, this is the Samaritan woman that Jesus encountered at the well. Leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Thank you. You may be seated. So just to give a little bit of context, um, this woman was a Samaritan woman, was met at the well with Jesus, and Jesus speaks to her, which was revolutionary at the time, not only being, you know, a man approaching a woman, but also um, the fact that he was Jewish and she was from this town. Um, She was a Samaritan woman, and that just, she even said, like, what? Why are you talking to me? You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? And so Jesus goes on to compare um, the, the water from the well that she was pulling from um, as water that will not satisfy, right? People will have to come back again and again to um, be, to satisfy this, this human flesh thirst. He goes on to say... Um, I am the living water. I am the living water. If you would drink from me, then you will not thirst anymore. And so the reason why we're focusing on this part of the passage today is really her response to all of that. Right? She has just encountered Jesus. She could have kept this to herself. Um, She could have, and not just that. Um, something we don't see as well is the fact that Jesus really tells this woman something and reveals like how he knows her intimately. He asks her to go tell her husband. And and that's when she's like, but I don't have a husband. And of course, Jesus already knows that and reveals that to her, right? And can you imagine like Jesus revealing something to you so intimate to your own heart? That alone right? We could have been completely satisfied with that and kept that to ourselves. And that reminds me of what we do on on Sunday mornings, right? Many times we encounter the Spirit of God and we're brought to tears by worship or something that Pastor Chris or Pastor Dave says and it stays in our hearts. But this woman, and this is my encouragement to you this morning church family and also to me because I fall in the temptation of keeping this to ourselves, right? My encouragement is that we would be like this woman. She goes to the town and is so excited to share what has just happened. He knew everything about me. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. And despite that, loves me and has offered me this incredible gift. So this morning, I want us to, um, I don't know if we have the questions up, tech team, but I wanted these questions to really guide our testimony time. Um, So it's okay if not, I, I can go ahead and read them. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So how have you been met at the well, right, like this woman, um, by the way, I didn't, I didn't focus so much on her sin, but this woman had five husbands and was now with a man that was not her husband, all right? But we're not here to focus on the sin. We're here to focus on Jesus who gives us freedom. Um, so I would love to hear if there's anyone in the room, right? How have you been met at the well by Jesus, full of your sin, full of your shame? Yet met with this grace and this living water that satisfies beyond anything that this world can offer. Because I know that there are people in this room that have a story to tell about that. Or maybe how have you been like this woman that after that encounter could not contain that to yourself? How have you been a well in your home? Because we're called to not keep that living water inside, but it's supposed to pour out from us how have we been part of that well partnering with Jesus in our home in our family in our workplace in our community and so I'd love to hear for me it was loving my dad in the smallest of ways please know that big or small testimonies are a way to encourage us so that we can See how God is at work so that we can glorify how God is working in and through us. And so I hope that these questions are helpful to you as you are, as God is stirring up in you. Is there anyone who would like to share? Amen. Come on up, sister. Uh,
1: clap it up. Hello. Okay, so how many of you know Matthew Soracho? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm his mom, and also Paul Soracho's mom, who's here, and I have one more son, Nick, who's not here, but um, I'll save that for another testimony Sunday. And my husband, Art Soracho, is here. So I have a lot of testimonies. But I think I'm going to focus on three. I'll try to summarize them today. Um, You know, God is real, right? And through the years, he's shown me things, stuff, ideas, and for my family, at work. And um, one recent one was through a dream. And it, it just... Um, makes me so joyous to share this with you because I have been holding it. I shared it at work, and I've shared it with people that I know, and I get kind of angry and frustrated when they don't get all excited the way I am because they're like, oh, okay. And, and I'm like, don't you see? That's God. So this dream, okay. I, I, I dreamt that my friend, who I hadn't talked to in a while, I've known since middle school, and I hadn't talked to her maybe in a year now, and I don't see her because she lives far from me. But we'll text She that my husband and I were driving. And her cousin, who I know through her, who lives in Fresno, I never see her or talk to her, that she was in another car waving us to follow her in the car. So I told my husband, oh, my God, that's Lisa. Follow Lisa. She's telling us. So we follow her. We end up at some hotel. She says, Laura's here. And I'm like, oh, I want to see her. So Laura's coming towards me, and I know this girl. She's like a sister. And I could see, and I felt that she was sad. And when I hugged her, and I could see she didn't want me to know that she was sad, I hugged her, and I felt the sadness. And so, sorry, when I woke up, I felt sad. I wasn't even fully awake, but I had tears. And I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with Laura? And so half asleep, my husband was still asleep, I think. I'm texting her. Are you okay? She, she I told her, I ha- how's Lisa? I said, I had a dream of you and Lisa. And she texts me in seconds back, oh, my God, Lisa's has blood clots and um, that she's in the hospital. And I was wow okay so how could that is not a coincidence right tell me it's not right (laughs) i was like wow oh my god and i was i told my husband can you believe that and i was like thank you i was smiling joyful and i felt so special that he showed me that and that's that's just like one thing in my life there's other things you guys i want to write a book (laughs) so um yeah it turns out she was okay and there's other connections too i had surgery on my varicose veins and that's what she had surgery on and that's where her blood clot clot stemmed from and i was scared going in but i was like no god you're gonna cover me and right there it's almost like he's telling me you see you trusted me because she went on a long road trip, I could stay here all day, but she went on a long road trip, and my husband and I went on a long road trip, and I was kind of nervous, because I was still recuperating, and nothing happened to me, but this happened to her, so I'll stop there, so that's when, Um, what was the other one? can't remember <laughs> there were three anyway so I guess I'm only going to share one at a time today Wet Matt Paul mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway um thank you
0: <laughs> Teresa thank you so much um Yes, we can be excited for that because we know that God communicates to us, you know, in many ways. And so for you to not, I mean, such a perfect connection to the woman at the well. You didn't stop. You didn't go back to sleep. You acted on that. And you were able to bless that woman and reconnect with those friends just like we saw with the woman at the well. She went to the town she did not keep it to herself and because of that because she pointed people back to jesus many in that town were saved right so yes we can be excited for you in that and, and thank you so much for sharing don't worry this happens once a month so write it down girl <laughs> write it down okay all right who else who else come on up sister lucy
2: Morning. I'm um, just wanna share two small testimonies that happened at work. That even though you know I don't supposed to be uh, bringing Jesus to work, you know I don't care. You know I don't care what they say. And I, that's me. So one of them, I was working overtime at nighttime, and you know if you guys travel on the train, you guys know how bad it is right now. And um, I was at seven metro station, and then one gentleman passed by me, and I noticed something wrong with him. I thought he was wrong and high. I said, you know, that's probably, you know, right away, that's my mentality. But, and then out of the sudden, he just twists and he fall on his, on his face, basically. You know, he, he passed out. And I was like, oh, my God, he just passed out. So I start calling the police, and <laughs> come and help, and then he react right away. Like it was a few seconds that he passed out. And then we said, Are you okay? And then the police came. And then, so we asked him to sit down, right? So he was sitting on, on, on the floor. And then he, he mentioned that he has this condition on his heart that he passed out once in a while. And that is happening very often to him. He said, You know what? It never really happened to me in public. So he was ashamed of what happened to him. So um, I feel convicted at the moment to pray for him. And I said, How can I approach him? You know, because the police was just standing right there, like guarding him. And I just went around them and I said to them, I said, um, I am a believer. You know, instead of saying, you know, when I'm a training on CPR or something, I said, I am a believer. Do you mind me if I pray for you? And he said, Yeah, sure. And I, you know, I just came down and I prayed for him. And then a little while, you know, he recovered. He was able to take the next train. He went into the train. And before the train leave, he get up and he said, hey, hello. I said, yes. I said, thank you so much. Never, never in my life somebody prayed for me for my condition. And I feel so great right now. So thank you. So I said, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's one of them that... I say, don't never stop. You know, if your heart asks you to do something, don't stop and don't feel embarrassed because he was ashamed. And I said, there is nothing for you to be ashamed because God loves you and God will help you. And, and that's it. And then the other one it was kind of funny because, you know, I'm on the phone taking calls all day long. You know, and, and a lady calling, a Spanish speaker called, and she said that her son lost her saxophone from school on the bus. He left it on the bus, and he said, you know what? We were trying to get it, and we couldn't recover. We fill up a claim form right away. And when you fill up a claim form on Metro, it takes about three to five business days for them to receive the, you know, item, and then put it on the computer. Sometimes if you act too fast, so please, you know, this is, (laughs) don't act too fast. Just wait three business days, and then just put your claim form, and there will be a a little bit easier for you to recover your item. So she says, well, he already put out the clean form, and I said, well, it's not going to appear on my system right away, but I'm still going to check for you. So I went, and I remember her name, you know, David Zambrano. That was her name that stayed on my mind. I said, okay. I said, you know what, ma'am, like I said, that he's not here, but I recommend you to call later. You know, just maybe wait a few days, and you can call. Wait, what's she called on Monday, and on Tuesday, another person called, and she left a guitar. And I was like, okay, well, let me just get into the system. I got into the system, and I saw the saxophone was there. I saw that the saxophone for Zambrano was there, and I got so excited, and I said, oh, my God, but how can I get rid of this lady? I cannot call her back. I don't have her number. I, I, you know, I cannot keep anything on my notes or anything, so I was like, Lord, you know who she is. Please ask her to call back because the saxophone for her son is here. And you know, I was just like that. So when I talked to this lady, I said, you know what? Primeramente Dios lo va a recuperar. No pierda la fe. Pídale a Dios. Pídale a Dios que le enseñe el saxophone y el saxophone va a regresar. Va a ver que lo va a regresar. Dice, sí, señora, muchas gracias. Okay, so past that. We are 71 agents on my um, department, for me to get a call, you know, back to back from the same lady and got me was just not, not okay. Anyways, he called on Friday and she said, oh, it's me. I talked to you about the saxophone. I said, the saxophone is there. And she's like, yeah, but you know what? Give me your claim number. When I put the claim number in there, it didn't show up that the saxophone was there. And I said, you know what, it's because you, do, you did your um, clean form too early. But I promise you that I saw it. And the saxophone is there go there. And then she says, you know what, lady, I remember what you say since the moment that you um, told me, you know, that the God will be able to help us. So I told that to my son. Said, we've been away from our church for a while. And my son says on Sunday after I talked to you, I say, mom, we're going to go to uh, church on Sunday and we want to ask God to show us what the saxophone is because we cannot afford to pay her back. And the school was pressing him already to pay the saxophone back or bring it back. So she said, you know, we went to church after a while and we are so grateful now. You know, when I call my son right now that we have the saxophone back, he's going to be so amazed. And thank you, lady. Thank you, because your words stayed on our minds, and because of you, we're gonna go back to church now. So it's like, you know, you see a small, but, um, but but it's possible. So don't stay quiet. Amen.
0: Oh, God is so good. I just I always try and connect um, testimonies back to you know what God is speaking through Scripture and. Man, God is really moving today, just seeing the connection, right? Like, Lucy, Teresa, you could have kept that to yourself. You didn't have to pray for that man. You didn't even have to speak words of encouragement over this lady, right? Like, you were just doing your job. But by encouraging that woman, speaking truth over her, calming her, um, yeah, and just to see how God reconnected you over the course of one week, Oh, church family, we are meant to not keep this to ourselves, but to that that water, that living water that has been poured into us, that it would pour over. So thank you so much for sharing. We have time for maybe one or two more. Oh, 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 come on up, guys. And then, Noel, I see you.
3: I'm back. (laughs) Um, I think first off, just if you're serious about your relationship with Jesus, be careful on how you ask Him what is next, (laughs) because He might send you out into the middle of the desert just to hear Him. (laughs) Uh, um, First off, I want to share about the team that I met out in uh, North Africa. Um, for security reasons, I still cannot give the name of the location. Um, now, this team—it's a—it's an impossible team. It shouldn't have happened. All the stuff that these people had to go through to get to where they're at, coming from the slums of Honduras and ending up in the slums in North Africa—it's just unheard of. You know, why are you going to why are you going to go from bad to bad? It just you know, there's something not, not, not right there, <laughs> um, but great people, their heart all for Jesus. Um, meeting other people who, from um, Argentina, so all you Spanish speakers, guess what? There's, there's other Spanish speakers out there doing trips for Jesus, with Jesus, so don't, don't think that your, your language can hold you back. They can actually use some help. Long-term missionaries, on your heart, speak to me. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> um, so there were some, some words and some images that I got before I left. Um, if you ever receive any images and stuff, share them with people. Why? Because you never know that that person you shared the, your, your story with, it's going to connect with the, with the other story that you have to tell. One of the images that I got was this um, Arab man who was riding in the dirt. And I shared it with, with quite a few people, and there was one person, as I handed it to her, she was able to read what I thought was in Arabic, but it wasn't. It said, welcome. <laughs> and that was Maggie <laughs> Um And I didn't know. The whole time I'm thinking it's, it's in Arabic until... a. After a couple of days out there in the desert, um, we were in this city that's about a thousand years old. Um, we probably saw maybe no more than 15, 20 people in this city. Um, and there was a few images that I had received. I'll save the 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 men, the man who was writing for last, but there was an image of a well and when I had prayed on the well, I felt like God was telling me that there's life in this well. His spiritual water, his living water is there. An image of a tree from a distance was dried up. It was dying. But as you got close to it, you could see new growth in there. There was life coming out of it. Well, we go to the city and I see this tree and I'm like, oh, wow, look at it. the tree is dying. And, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if, if, if I get closer, if that's the tree that God was showing me. Well, as we got closer, not only did we begin to see the green, the new life that was coming out of it, but this tree was in the center, growing out of a wow in the center. And it was like, what? So me, <laughs> me and the other guy that went with me were like, is, what, is, is this it? <laughs> it's like, like there's, there's, well, it has to be, you know, this is the only wow here with the tree coming out of it. And this is like, wow, God's just speaking. And and then I'm like, God, okay, what, what about this man? Where's this man that's, that I'm supposed to meet that's right in, in, in the dirt? And during prayer, he tells me, oh, no, you already met that man. That man was me. I was welcoming you to the desert. And I was like, what? And he tells me, I I asked you to come out here to the desert, to the middle of nowhere, and you came. So be prepared because it's just beginning. So that's why I say be careful what you ask God what's next. (laughs) Um, But then he spoke. This team that's out there, it's really tough ground. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever tried to dig into some really tough dirt where it's like concrete. You can hit it with the pick and the shovel, and all it does is a little chip comes off. That's how hard this ground is. But these people, this team is not giving up. And God showed an image and gave words for these for this team. They've been they've been crying out to to, to Jesus for for a while, and they're like, where, "Where are you? Are you hearing me?" And then all of a sudden. I start getting these these words and these images for them, and I'm sharing with them each one, uh, um, one-on-one, and they're just bawling. God's just speaking right to them. They're like, I just asked them about that yesterday, and I said, well, he heard you. <laughs> you know, another one, I was like, uh, this scripture, I feel like Jesus is saying you need this, this scripture in your life. You need to read this daily. And they're like, I just opened up the Bible to that this morning, and it's like, it was just, it was amazing, and and in the image of Jesus just telling the whole team to have patience with him, the image shows him dumping water on this hard soil, and he's allowing the, the water to be absorbed. And he does this three times, and then he tells the team, okay, now the, the soil is soft enough for you to work. <clears throat> to see the joy, the, the, the tears of joy in that team was worth the trip, was worth being in the middle of nowhere and and eating granola bars and some other food we 'll discuss later, <laughs> but you know they said it was beef, but there was no cows out there just we 'll leave it at that <laughs> um, but it, it was just amazing to to be in this place and know that that Jesus loves these people they're You get the feeling of these people, like they feel forgotten. They feel abandoned. And yet Jesus is like, no, you're not abandoned. I hear you. And to hear him say, okay, you're going to go home, and now you're going to look for more workers. And I'm like, all right, God, I'll bring it to the church. And if someone steps up, I'm like, we're going to start talking. So this, I'm hoping, is... Because I know he's spoken to some of you. He's put it on your heart to go out. If you you felt that during prayer, don't hesitate to talk to myself or to to Dave and... um, yeah, we'll get a team, and that's not the only place. There's other places, and it's so crazy because he, Jesus wasn't lying when He said this is the beginning. Because as soon as I got back, I got a couple other calls about, hey, we can welcome groups here. We've got welcome groups here, and so it's like we need to start organizing here, <laughs> organizing to send people out. Now, this small church, don't 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 think that oh, because this church is too small, or you know, we can't make it happen. God's got to make it happen. He's made it happen quite a few times in, in, in our d-school. So um, there's more I can share, but I don't, I don't wanna spend, spend all day up here. So that was a really vague testimony about what happened. <laughs> so uh, thank you. All
0: right, Noel, come on up. I just wanna say as he's coming up, um, Something I I can just sense from the testimonies we've heard today. It's like, and this is what I hope we walk away with. In order to be ready to receive, to move, to act on behalf of Jesus, to be his hands and feet, we need to be spending time with him regularly. And that's what Pastor Chris and Pastor Dave have been encouraging us on, you know, since January. I mean, they do it all the time, right? But it's something we need to really come to a realization of on our own, that we need to be regularly going to the well and be filled up if we're going to be used in these small and mighty ways. I mean, it's such a joy to hear how God is working through us, right? We're all, Jesus wants to use all of us, but we have to go to the well. We have to meet Jesus at the well regularly. And, sorry, Noel, <laughs> something That I don't see Brittany here, but um, something that Brittany shared with me recently that has just really rocked to me is Jessica, what if you trusted um, that everything will get done if you would just start your day with Jesus? Just trust that if you take the time to do that, that everything that's waiting for you to get done, because we all have lists, right? We all have piles of laundry, we all have work waiting for us, responsibilities, but if you would just trust, and I'm so grateful that my sister spoke that over me, because it's even just in the last few weeks where I've been practicing that, it's been so life-giving, that if I would just start my day with him, that I would be filled up with joy, and I could find joy throughout the day, and that that would sustain me. So that's my prayer for you, and Noel, come on up. This will be our last testimony for today.
4: Um, so hello, everyone. My name is Noel. I'm, you know, I guess you could call me one of the worship leaders here. Um, I'm going to start off by saying two things. One, I do not like to read. I don't read. If I don't work, I'm not going to read. So... That's it. And two, there's a cost to following Jesus, a very big cost. You would either, you will have more losses than victories, but those victories matter the most. Um, I shared, I've I've shared this story a couple of times, but now that it's going to be a year of my father's passing, I believe like. I just need to share it. And it's like, it's beating. my heart's beating fast because I have to share this, this story of mine. So like March 21st of last year, I lost my father um, due to health reasons. And it was, it was very difficult. I lost my father um, that day. But that same day that I lost my father and he passed away, I said my goodbyes to him, I was holding his hand. It was a dire day because at work it was, um, we had an audit. So it's either we make our numbers or we just, the store shuts down, like that's it. Um, so my father passes away. I say goodbye to my father, like no tears, nothing. Cause I just felt like I had to be strong. I just had to be strong. So two hours later, I show up to work. I do a 12 hour shift and I'm about to clock out. We made our numbers. And I tell my, my boss at the time, hey, um, my father passed away. I'm going to leave, like, in a month. And he looks at me, and he's all like, what are you doing here? Like, I would have not even showed up, and I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt like I had to come. I just had to come to work. Five weeks after that, my brother passes away in the same hospital, the same floor, just two doors down next to my father. And I still didn't, like feel that pain that I had to feel. So I bury him, and I'm just like, God, when do I have the time to be weak? But I'll feel it when I feel it. You know, you're making me strong for a reason. Hopefully you'll tell me soon enough why I have to be this strong. Um, so, here, when I say I don't like to read. So I was telling my mom, I'm going through so much, Mom. I don't know what to do. I just feel like work is my crutch. Like, do I have to keep on working to fight this pain? And then my mom tells me, you know, I've heard of this story before, Noelle. I'm like, what story are you talking about? And she's all like, I remember vividly that there's a story in the Bible saying that a man has to go through so much just to follow Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but you're not going to get me to read because I'm not going to (laughs) read. But you know what? I was uh, um. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to read. I just, I didn't know how to find that verse, so you know us Menelios or Gen Z, I guess. I just Google searched. Um, I Google searched this phrase because I've, I relive this moment every day. So in Mexico, it's a whole different story. You have to do everything yourself. Um, you know, I wheeled my father into his, into his, we don't bury people in Mexico. We cement them to a wall. So I threw my father's casket into the hole in the wall, and I cemented it myself. I asked my mom, let me do it. I want to do it myself. I want to do this. So that's what I did. I cemented my father. So this phrase was bury my father. That's it. That's all I searched. And then this verse came out. Um, It starts off Luke 9 through 59. Oh, yeah, Luke 9, 57 through through 62. It says, As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus then replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Um, I think during this time, I'll just invite the worship team because, you know, we're running out of time, but I'll just uh, invite the worship team. I'm going to just stay up here. Uh, he said, He said to another man, Follow me. And this is the part where, this is when just Jesus came to me. But he replied, Lord, let me go bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the buried, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. But still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. So I just carried that with me for a year, for more. That I had to be strong for Jesus because that's the cost. That's the cost to following Jesus. I went back to school. I worked hard countless nights telling them what are you making me for? What am I supposed to do? But right now, I know I just have to be strong. It's been now a year. I'm going back to Mexico, March 20th, to, for my father's anniversary. During all that process, I've moved um, jobs. I'm not here at the smartphone no more. That's why no one sees me. I work at another one. But I'm, I'm not playing around anymore. You know, with the me. I'm a manager at another store. I worked hard for that. I went back to school. Just took me over like a year and a half to try to finish school. I just received two of my certificates. I'm a certified accountant in the state of California. I'm a certified bookkeeper in the state of California. And in May, I'm gonna be finally finishing my school. And then after that, I'm going to apply for a corporate position. And that was my cost to follow Jesus, is to go through all that pain. But the beautiful part is, this is my weakness being able to share. This is my vulnerability. And it took me a lot of strength because I'm very a strong, willing person. And this is my weakness. And I'm glad I was able to share it with all of you.
5: Um, can we just pray for uh, Noel right now? <laughs> yeah. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you see and you know all things. You love us, Father God. And Father God, I pray, Father God, that in your due time, Father God, you will give Noel the time and the space to grieve. But let him know, Father God, that you are God of the living and the dead. And you hold his brother, you hold his father, and you certainly you hold him. Help him to trust you. As you call uh, him and all of us to follow you. Love that word, Father God. Uh, There will be losses. Uh, But Lord God, you gave everything. You suffered so many losses so that you could gain us. And Father, I pray, Father God, that you would encourage him uh, with the victories that are there. Thank you, Lord. Um, as we were praying, um, we, uh, uh, one of the words that came up to us uh, was uh, Luke chapter 5. So if you ever get a chance to read it, it's when Jesus is calling his different disciples. And there's this one disciple, Peter. Right? He's a fisherman. That's what he does. He hustles. Right? And all night he had been fishing, and he didn't catch anything. He's a professional. And then this dude comes on the shore. He knows it's Jesus, but he doesn't know Jesus like that. And Jesus tells him, go out again, deep into the water, put your nets down for a catch. And you know, Peter is just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was all, he even says, like, we were out all night and we caught nothing. I, I, I think there's like a little bit of sarcasm in there, you know. But because you say so, we'll do it. And then he goes out, and then they catch this load of fish that is so heavy they need multiple boats to bring it in. And Jesus is in his boat, and uh, Peter just falls down and says, "Go away from me, Jesus! You're, I'm a sinful man." And then that's when Jesus calls Peter. He says, All right, I want to make you a fisher of men. Come follow me." All right, and he leaves his nets all those sort of things. So I share that. Uh, If if any of you are feeling kind of weary, uh, you've been up, it feels like you've been up all night, right? And you haven't gotten anything. There's things, there's dreams in your hearts, there's things in your heart that you've been going after, but nothing. And Jesus asks me, asking you, will you trust me? Will you put that in my hands? Will you give that to me? So if any of you are feeling weary, uh, this is a challenge. Uh, None of the people who gave testimonies know this. But uh, if you are touched by any of the testimonies, I encourage you to go up to them, ask for prayer, have a conversation with them. In the way that they've been blessed, we believe that God has given blessings so that we could bless. Right? So uh, leaders, anyone who's given testimony, if you guys could come up on the side, just be available uh, for folks to pray. Specifically, Uh, if you're touched by anything... In the testimonies, or if this word uh, relates to you, where you feel like you've been at it, you've been, you've been at the grind, uh, and you aren't seeing uh, results, and you're feeling disappointed, what does Jesus have to kind of speak into that? Right? How's Jesus speaking into that? So, yeah. So come on up, and the worship team will lead us in worship as you do that. If you're
1: able to stand, go ahead and stand in a posture of worship, just to receive. All that God has for you.